Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Evolve's weekly workshops. I know that we took a bit of a break from these for a while, but we're really excited to get them back up and running. So for those of you new here, I am Brianna Bowerly, and I'm a certified health and wellness coach. And today I'll be talking about a topic that we're all pretty familiar with, and that is stress, but specifically how stress can affect our diet and really overall health. And then just some tips to help combat and alleviate some stress. So first, just wanted to overview the stages of the stress response. So our body goes through three, three different stages of the stress response. The first one is called the alarm stage. That's when our sympathetic nervous system is activated to protect us from stress. And then the brain triggers our adrenal glands to secrete hormones in response to that stress. The second stage is the adaptive or resistant stage. So that's when after the perceived stress has passed through our bodies, our body then attempts to return to homeostasis, which is the stable state. That's kind of, that's where our bodies want to be. They want to be in homeostasis. So when stress reactions are triggered too often, our body remains on high alert and we're not able to return to that stable state, that homeostasis where we want to be. We're just on, always on high alert. So eventually our body does build up resistance and tolerance with continuous stressors. Um, and that's not necessarily a good thing. Uh, we want our bodies to be able to handle stress and then go back to that homeostasis stable state because that's where we want to be. Uh, the third stage is the exhaustion stage. That's when emergency resources in our body are depleted and the body starts to shut down. The parasympathetic nervous system turns off the fight or flight response, uh, which helps the body conserve energy and rest. So what happens to our diet when we're very stressed? Chronic stress can affect the body's use of calories and nutrients. So stress does place a greater demand on the body for oxygen, energy, nutrients, just basic daily functions. So chronic stress does raise the body's metabolic needs and increases the use and excretion of many nutrients. This means that if we're not eating a nutritious diet and we're also dealing with lots of stress and chronic stress that happens for long periods of time, nutrient def deficiencies can definitely occur. Stress also creates a chain reaction of behaviors that can negatively affect our eating habits. Stress affects our behaviors around food, driving what and how much we eat. If you're under a lot of stress, you may lack the time or motivation to prepare nutritious, balanced meals, or you may skip or forget to eat meals altogether. I know we've always been there when we have a lot to do in a, in a day and we just go, 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 or are kind of on autopilot. We forget to listen to our body's internal hunger cues and we can miss complete meals and until the end of the day when we're ravenous. And that's when we typically don't make the healthiest food choices either. Or another example would be you're very tired after a long, stressful day at work, and the last thing that you want to do is meal prep or 
complete a prepare a complicated healthy recipe when you get home. So you just quickly go through the drive-through and, and grab something quick and easy, but something that's maybe not the healthiest choice because we're tired. And that's totally normal. But over time, after days, weeks, months of, of those behaviors, the effects can can definitely add up. Experiencing chronic stress also makes us more susceptible to crave comforting foods, such as highly processed snacks or sweets, which are typically more high in fat and calories, but very low in nutrients. I don't know anybody who, after a stressful day, craves a salad. Stress also creates the perfect scenario for fat storage and promotes an obesogenic state, which is essentially weight gain. So when our bodies experience acute stress, which is kind of day-to-day stresses, just stress experienced through minor events throughout our days, the hormone adrenaline suppresses our appetite. So that's when we can go skipping meals and skipping snacks because our appetite is suppressed due to those acute stresses throughout the day. But with chronic stress, which is the type of stress that lasts for weeks or even months, sometimes even years, depending on what you're going through, uh, elevated levels of cortisol cause cravings, particularly cravings for foods higher in sugar, fat, and calories, which may then lead to weight gain, especially if we're not physically active to burn those extra calories off. Elevated cortisol also leads to the accumulation of fat in the belly area, uh, which is associated with insulin resistance and an increased risk of type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and certain breast cancers. Cortisol also lowers the levels of the hormone leptin, which is the hormone that promotes satiety and that feeling of, of fullness. But on the other hand, it also increases the hormone ghrelin. So that, that hormone ghrelin increases our appetite. So cortisol definitely plays a role in may, helping us eat more. So alleviating stress can definitely help increase our longevity, health, and happiness. And that doesn't mean that we want to alleviate all stress. There is some stresses that are good and healthy for us to experience. It's more wanting to alleviate that chronic stress, that stress that we feel for weeks and months and sometimes even years because the effects of higher cortisol, um, craving unhealthier foods, lack of exercise, you, you know, those effects we're not going to see just overnight. It's weeks and days of months of those behaviors. And all of a sudden, three, six months down the road, that's when we're seeing and feeling the effects of higher stress levels in our bodies. So I know I'm sure we're all aware of the certain things that we can do to help alleviate stress and how to control in our lives. But sometimes it's just a good reminder to hear these tips again. So feel free if you want to write these down on a post-it, post them around your office, on the mirror in the bathroom, in your car, anywhere where you typically feel high levels of stress just practice one or two of these tips a day. Um, that can really kind of train our brain and our mind to dealing with our stress in a little bit healthier ways. So really number one tip is eating a balanced diet. A balanced diet can support a healthy immune system 
and it does provide extra energy needed to cope with stressful events. Research does suggest that certain foods like omega-3 fats and vegetables may help to regulate cortisol levels. So if you find yourself you know, reaching for the unhealthiest of foods in those moments when you're the most stressed, train, train your brain to choose foods like vegetables, foods with omega-3 fats in them, including um, seafood, as those can kind of help counteract the effects of chronic stress. Uh, it's also how, how we eat, meaning when we stress eat, we typically eat quickly without noticing what or how much we're eating. All of a sudden we've consumed, you know, the entire bag of chips. So mindful eating practices counteract stress by encouraging you to take deep breaths, make thoughtful food choices, focusing your attention on that meal and chewing food slowly and thoroughly. Also try not to multitask when you eat. I'm guilty of this as well, but you know, working while I'm having lunch, um, eating snacks in the car on the go. You know, some, some days that's all that we have room for and that's totally fine, but as much as you can focus on the, what you're eating and, and that'll help slow you down and not multitasking while you're eating. Uh, regular physical activity definitely helps release stress. Uh, regular physical activity will help to lower blood pressure and reduce our stress hormone levels. And even if that's just a 10 minute walk around the block, if that's all that you have time for, um, it's a quick 10 minute block of time, take a quick walk. Uh, the combination of some sunshine, some fresh air, and the physical activity can do wonders for your stress levels. It's also very important, hard to do, but very important to practice a better work-life balance. Especially during this time of the year, a lot of work ramps up during the holiday season. You have deadlines, uh, work, extra meetings, getting things done by the end of the year, parties, um, whatever it is, work tends to increase at this time of the year, but practicing a better work-life balance can definitely help your stress levels. A regular escape from the pressures of work can do wonders, even if it's, you know, focusing on not working through your lunch break, you know, taking that 30 to 60 minutes to yourself to eat a meal mindfully or to go for a walk around the block. Um, or if you feel up to it, take an entire day off, a mental health day. Um, practicing that work and life balance um, can definitely go a long ways. Also watching how we're breathing. Fast, shallow breathing and erratic thoughts can occur in response to stress. So whenever you feel stressed, practice breathing slowly, focusing on each in and out breath. Taking slow, deep breaths can help reduce muscular tension, lower your heart rate, and calm the mind. There's so many different breathing techniques out there that you can uh, research. My favorite one is box breathing. That's when you breathe in slowly for a count of four, and you hold that breath for a count of four, slowly release it for a count of four, hold again for a count of four before you breathe in again, and you just continue that kind of a box breathing each holding each one for four seconds. Even just three breaths that way can help calm your mind, your breathing, and lower your stress. 
Also making time for fun each week uh, by scheduling in fun activities that bring you joy. You know, it doesn't have to be anything complicated. It could be reading, watching a TV show that you enjoy, um, spending time with friends or family, getting a pedicure or massage, whatever brings it you joy, brings you joy, make make it a point to schedule just one thing each week. Um, that can help alleviate your stress as well. And one thing that we focus on a lot of at Evolve, especially is sleep, because stress can delay the onset of sleep, causing us to not be able to fall asleep at night, waking up more often during the day, during the night, and then having a hard time getting up in the morning because we're sleep deprived. So focusing on a consistent and relaxing bedtime routine can definitely do wonders. We encourage that you limit your screen time 30 to 60 minutes before bedtime. That will allow your mind to kind of shut off work mode, mom mode, whatever mode that you're in for that day. Kind of trick your brain into, okay, now it's time to focus on me. It's time to unwind. And whether you watch, um, not watch a TV show because that's, Screen time, reading a physical book, um, listening to a meditation, you know, doing a face mask, uh, taking a bath, doing a more extensive skincare routine, just anything in those last 30 to 60 minutes, having a cup of tea, that's one of my favorite things. It kind of tricks my body into being like, okay, now it's time for sleep, it's time for rest, um, and just aiming for seven to nine hours of sleep nightly. So I hope those tips helped um, and I hope that you can take at least one of those tips into tomorrow with you. And I would love to see which tips resonated with you the most and which one that you'd like to try to consistently do and see how it affects your stress levels. So don't hesitate to comment, uh, like this video, and can't wait to see you in uh, the Evolve community. Have a great day. Bye-bye.